Do you think that classical music is not for you and you don't know where to start? Or maybe you're a fan already and would welcome a fresh approach. You've come to the right place. Perfect pitch is for everyone, beginners or experts, whatever your age. Lend Nick Healy Hutchinson your ears for his weekly dose of classical music that will enrich your life. On one of the hottest and sunniest days in the summer before last, we laid to rest a dear friend who had declined very rapidly after being diagnosed with motor neuron disease in a small graveyard in Wittisham. One of the oddly beneficial side effects of Covid is that we were forced to hold the service at the graveside. Obviously, we were abiding by the regulations in force at the time, but it did mean that we were not looking at each other's backs, as we would have been if the service had been held in the church. We were instead gathered responsibly in a sort of circle. No director of any film could have choreographed a more beautiful scene in a remote spot with the sun beaming down with just enough tree cover. Jono and I shared a great love of Brahms, and bar humbug to those who took an opposite view. I've mentioned in the past how music of any kind can, and does, take us back to places, events or people. Since discovering our mutual love of his symphonies, I've never been able to listen to Brahms without thinking of Jono, an association which will now be entrenched indelibly. If it weren't for the fact that I've already played an excerpt from the Brahms's Requiem, I would be doing that now but we spent many hours discussing and listening to his symphonies, so it's a good opportunity to listen to the second movement of his first symphony. The symphony took some 21 years, from its first sketches to its first performance in 1876. Brahms was constantly rehashing it, and felt intimidated that he was never going to come up to the standards of Beethoven. After a brief introduction on the strings, the main melody of the movement is introduced by the oboe, which is then picked up towards the end by a solo violin. It's not the only time Brahms did this, he also did it in the slow movement of his violin concerto. So here is the second movement of his Symphony No. 1, the Andante Sostenuto, played by the NDR Symphony Orchestra of Hamburg, conducted by Gunther Wand. I'll be thinking of Jono, but I suspect its impact will resonate with many of you who have lost close ones, whether recently or long ago.
and while we're in a slightly celestial mood, I'm minded now to turn to Mendelssohn. Of all his popular works, his choral pieces are sometimes relegated to also-rans, whereas they do in fact make up some of his most tender and dreamlike writing. The most famous, of course, is Hear My Prayer, including that well-known passage, Oh for the Wings of a Dove. It's such a lovely piece that I can't resist playing it all. Tom Norrington is the soloist in the first part, and Adam Berman in the second. Of all the performances I've heard, this is the most assured in its lack of nerves and breath control. The Chapel Choir of Eden College accompany them.
Of the many composers who don't get the recognition they might deserve, Bedrich Smetner is certainly one. Born in 1824 in a province of the East End of Prague, Smetner can rightly claim to have been the founder of a distinctly Czech style of music. Despite his obvious talents at the piano, he wasn't even appreciated much in his homeland and took himself off to Sweden a number of times, only returning for good at the news of a theatre being built for the performances of Czech opera. This might have been a slightly ambitious aspiration, for there was no Czech opera of any note before Smetner arrived on the scene. I'm not sure it's possible to describe exactly what nationalistic music sounds like. All I know is that Smetner was determined to mark Czech music out as its own, which he did, and for which Dvořák has since gained the better reputation. The main driver behind this is that Prague was going through immense political turmoil under Habsburg rule, which meant that German, not Czech, was the predominant language. The mid-18th century in Prague was a constant battle, sometimes quite literally, to restore some balance. Smetner is now known chiefly for two works, his opera The Bartered Bride and Mavlast, My Country, a piece of music describing the glories and difficulties that his country faced. The most famous part of this suite is Voltava, a descriptive passage telling the journey of the origins of the river, winding its way through different parts of the countryside and the city itself before coming to its natural end. Smetner's troubles extended to his personal life with the premature death of his wife and two of his four daughters, and he became increasingly deranged before being committed to an asylum where he ended his days at the age of 60. Here is that journey of the Voltava, as played by the Chamber Orchestra of Europe, conducted by Nicholas Arnoncourt. You may notice a very obvious liberty with the tempo, at times even exaggerated, especially in the middle section. But it's about a river, isn't it? So that seems entirely apt to me.
That's it for now. Thank you for listening to Perfect Pitch with Nick Healy Hutchinson. He'll be back again next week with some more treasures for you. So please do join him then. And you can subscribe to this podcast by clicking on the link below. Thank you.